Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and Verbal Working Memory, the Mind's Voice. Before we get into our show tonight, we'd like to thank Chad. They're the ones that are bringing this program to you. Chad is children and adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, better known as Chad. And in celebration of them supporting us, uh, we'd like to give away free copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We're going to share a secret word a couple times through the show. Write it down. Listen to another show for a secret word. Write that down. Send me an email with both secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When I get your email, I will forward to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current issue of Attention Magazine, and then they'll send you a PDF copy of the next when it's sent. So, okay, we've got a tip that Chad would like to share with you, and then we'll get into the show. Are you looking for podcasts that provide practical information, insightful tips, and strategies for managing ADHD? Chad's ADHD 365 and All Things ADHD podcast will keep you updated on the latest trends, recommendations, and revelations about ADHD. Chad's podcasts will hold your attention while keeping you informed. Subscribe for free and start listening today. Visit chad.org slash podcast. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, our program today is we're going to take a look at verbal working memory of the mind's voice. This is in the construct of Dr. Russell Barkley's construct on ADHD and his argument that ADHD is an issue of executive function. Back in 2011, uh, he really started to communicate uh, his his construct with others. Um, It was interesting at the time, if you took an executive functioning test, ADHD didn't show up as an impairment, so one would conclude that ADHD is not an impairment of executive functioning. However, Dr. Barkley had seven good arguments that uh, ADHD was an executive function. So in a sense, either the tests were wrong or ADHD is not an executive function. As time is going on, I think more and more people are realizing it definitely is an executive function. But the problem uh, back then and a little bit today is when it comes to executive functioning, there's a dog's breakfast of definitions. I think at the time there was like 32 or 34. And it was almost like anything goes. For some reason, ADD didn't fall into that. So he went through looking at a way to bring some specificity to the definition. And uh, one thing that most researchers and people agreed that self-regulation was a big uh, issue with regard to executive functioning. And self-regulation is the ability to, to direct an action back on yourself to change your behavior to change the future. It's a future direct act. Or for people with ADHD, it's the ability to pause, 
ponder and proceed maybe in a different direction. And so today what I want to talk about is, well, he took executive function and he broke them down into what he calls uh, six mind tools. There's self-awareness, self-restraint, visual imagery, uh, talking to yourself, manipulating your emotions, and playing uh, in your mind with information. And so uh, visual imagery, talking to yourself, and playing with information in your mind is really kind of thinking. But today I really just wanted to talk about the verbal piece of it because often this is um, – this is huge for many people with ADHD. Not everybody, and I wouldn't even say 50%, but maybe 35 to 40. They don't realize it. So one of the things that I like to talk about when I'm, I'm working with people is that play is very important for children. When you're sitting down playing with Legos or blocks or something, you're, you're, you're building something. You're putting something together, and that requires executive functioning, uh, planning and sequencing, put it together. Only when you're playing, it's outside of your head, but you're still – you know, thinking through that process. I'm sharing this with you because it doesn't always happen. But if it does, it's developmentally normal. And that is a child will actually be talking to themselves out loud if they're by themselves while they're playing. Now, you might be around the corner and we could eavesdrop on what they're saying to themselves, but not focus on you. They're talking to themselves. Again, this is developmentally normal. Somewhere between age three and that public conversation that they're having with themselves becomes privatized. It moves inside of their head. Still going on, it's called self-talk. So if we begin to think a lot of people, uh, like we've called neurotypicals, when they are thinking, they're in silence. They're just sitting there, and their, their mind is, is kind of grinding. Well, as I describe, and again, let me, let me pause Today is about trying to understand these executive functioning tools in ways that we can understand and make some sense. So some of you will disagree, and I'm not saying this is science-based, although the playing and talking out loud of children, that's legitimate. I, actually, I think Nora Volker did some research with regard to play. I've heard that from multiple stuff I've heard from Dr. Barkley. So that piece of it is. But what I have re realized, a lot of people with ADHD, they talk a lot. And what I've come to realize is that they're talking a lot, but because they're talking, we interpret that as they're talking to us, when often they're not. They're actually thinking out loud. They don't know they're thinking out loud. We don't know that they're thinking out loud, but that's what's taking place. So I've coached people before. In the discovery session, I've said, hey, you talk a lot. Go, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and sometimes, by the way, they say I, I, they inhibit it, and other people just, yeah, I kind of talk a lot. And then I'll go, let me ask you a question. Have you ever noticed you got a spouse or a significant other? Go, yeah, you ever, you ever noticed that you're talking to them, talk, 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 and you get to the end of a, something, and you're not asking them a question, but you're making, like, you're ending with like an exclamation point, like, boom. And there's an awkward pause as if, they're supposed to respond. The key is it doesn't really matter what you were talking about, but you talk, 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 and you come to the end, and you're looking for a response, but you didn't ask them a question. And they go, well, yeah. I said, have you ever noticed that there's a fight afterwards? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this is, just, this is just a dynamic as a lens for some of you to, to see if you can relate to this. And as I describe it, when they're talk, 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 they're basically ending more or less saying, does that make some sense? I've organized this. I've explained it. Do you get it? And if the person who's listening 
um, if the eyeballs go up, like that's validation. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So they basically got feedback that's organized. But if the other person, like, they look confused or have a puzzled look or an eyeball, like a eyebrows down, that's nonverbal communication that they don't get it or they don't understand. And then what happens is the person with ADHD um, begins to question them. Now, the receiving person, they feel like they're getting interrogated. The person with ADHD, they're not really interrogating. What they're doing is they're just trying to find out where their logic broke down or what they weren't getting so they could reorganize it. In this situation, they're talking out loud. They're basically saying, this is what I've organized. Does it make sense? I've had other people with ADHD that they'll talk, 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 you know, for 10 minutes and have an aha and be done. Happens quite frankly. I'd say, you know, have you ever talked to somebody out loud and all of a sudden you answer your own question? Like, yeah. Well, you're not talking to them. You're actually thinking out loud, kind of in silence. I'm sure there's a few of this is starting to resonate with, or you have a significant other that has ADHD and you're starting to see some of this behavior. When we go back to working memory, it's got two parts. It's got visual imagery, your ability to create pictures and visual imagery in your mind, and we've done shows on that. But self-talk is talking to yourself and guiding yourself towards a goal. Um, if you're not guiding yourself towards a goal, it's really just daydreaming. I mean, you can think a lot, but... Um, when you're talking out loud, you're kind of moving forward with this in order to get yourself somewhere. And I find a lot of people with ADHD, they struggle to think in silence. Um, if they don't talk, not to talk is not to think. Uh, it's not really the best word. There's a lot of people in the coaching industry will call this verbal processing. Um, but needless to say, is this dynamic is happening a lot. And I have people who come to me all the time, and I, you know, I point this out to them. and I mean, they've been doing it their entire life. And they're like, well, how do I fix it? Well, you don't fix it. You just ask for permission. Like, can I talk out loud? And they're like, what? Like, well, not to talk is not to think. So if you need to think, I'm not going to tell you not to talk. It's just before you just been talking over everybody, and it's sometimes in a way that's kind of rude, and it, you're you're just interrupting, and they get defensive. That's the result of it. But if you ask them, can I talk out loud, and they say yes, they gave you permission. If they say no, then you need to maybe find another time or somebody else to go to. But we're not changing it. We're just manage yourself with better intent. Tell you what, let's go to a break. Our secret word tonight is voice, as in mind's voice. So again, our secret word is voice. And we will be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation about um, the mind's voice verbal working memory, which is a thinking tool in Dr. Russell Buckley's executive 
debunking construct of ADHD. Today, I'm sharing my interpretation of these constructs, his construct, in ways that I have found helpful for people with ADHD to begin to wit to function so that they know what's going on and so that we can manage it. Before the break, I was talking a little bit about uh, those with ADHD talking out loud and the fact that you do it a lot and gave you a kind of an example of how that plays out. And the idea is if you are going to inhibit yourself, often you're not going to be able to think and you're not going to be able to problem solve. Um, I want to give you a couple more examples of this, and we'll talk a little bit about what you do in these situations. So another way people talk a lot that's verbal working memory is um, I'll never forget the first time I really noticed this was I was dealing with a guy. He was the co-CEO of, a, of an organization, and uh, he talked a lot. And his partner would ask a question. His partner in business would ask a question like, what's the ROI? return on equity from the meeting and it's interesting because he would say well you know I got to the meeting I had a latte and I sat down and the guy next, next to me I've never seen blue uh, dress shoes before they were really quite interesting and and then the binder for the presentation the like the I don't know the folder top or so was you know it was, was leather it was really really pretty cool and I remember the colors on the PowerPoint were really kind of unique like the Miami Dolphins and then oh the end of, they, they got to this conversation and the ROI is 14% the point that I'm trying to make here is that in order to answer the question, they actually had to tell the story in order for them to recall. Now, the individual had an amazing recall, but if you asked him a question, he had to talk through the story in order to get to the point in time to answer that question. And he typically couldn't do it inside of his head. He actually had to say it outside of his head. Um, you can imagine how maybe somebody without ADC might get frustrated by this and um, how my the guy I was coaching, I mean, his partner was putting some pressure on him, like, you know, this is this is the cognitive strengths that you have, is, is that you can you can answer the question with amazing precision, but you have to tell the story. And literally, he, sometimes he would get pressure from, you know, well, you know, what's this? Well, I can't answer the question. You just have to be patient, because if you keep interrupting me, I'm going to have to keep replaying the story. Which, by the way, there's a, um, there's a Netflix a documentary thing called Explained, and they talk about memory. And I remember at one time when people are trying to memorize like, I don't know, 5,000 numbers in five minutes to repeat them, they actually remember them because uh, they associate it with a story. That's how they remember it. So again, if you've got ADHD, what I'm proposing is that some of you struggle with the mind's voice talking to yourself inside of your head, and it's easier if you're talking to yourself outside of your head. Uh, think I'm crazy on this, want to get some validation, uh, listen to my interview, just Google Attention Talk Radio GPS, and you'll hear Dr. Russell Barkley and I talking about that and how people with ADHD need to think out loud. So um, so at the end of the day, when I got somebody with ADHD that I'm with and I hear them talk a lot, I begin to think, hmm, not what are the words they're saying, but what are the functions? Are they... Are they just trying to get to their point? Are they bouncing their logic off of me? Are they brain dumping? Are they trying to remember something via story? And when I do that, I can begin to mirror back and say, hey, this is happening. So what do you do? Well, again, you begin to manage it and say, listen, I need to tell the story in order to recall this or that or whatever. It's not really something that you can kind of inhibit. Um, another area to explain uh, this piece of it 
is a person with ADHD is engaged in an exciting conversation with some people and somebody says something that cues a thought. The thought comes flying into their mind. Well, here's the thing. Your mind and your working memory can only hold so much at a time. And if you're going to engage yourself and listen to the conversation of everybody else, a person with ADHD would possibly forget the thought. And I'll come back to it. It's just a thought. So in the moment when they get that thought, a lot of times they will begin to process that thought out loud. They will talk over everybody. They're excited about it. So what happens is they have a thought and they have – it's a working memory issue, but they have a hard time regulating. They have a hard time stopping themselves. They'll talk over everybody. And while they're doing it, by the way, sometimes when they're talking, they're talking through it. Like they had a thought, but they haven't thought all the way through it. And so they're really talking out loud about this thought in the company of other people, and often the other people get upset. So what do you do about this? Well, first of all, <laughs> there's all kinds of things that you could read in the books about tips, tricks, and strategies, but what you do depends on the environment and the situation. One, if you're in a conversation with your aunt, aunt Edna and the conversation is exciting, but at the end of the day, nothing's really – I mean, nothing's – going to manifest in your world, realizing you're feeling that urge and just letting it go might be the best thing to do. Other times, um, you, uh, you might write a buzzword down knowing that you're going to forget, or you might actually say to people, I'm sorry, I had a thought. I need to unpack it and get, and get permission to do that from that crowd. Hopefully you can. You can't always do it. But you can begin to understand here is that it's, there's not a simple solution to this, but if you begin to understand from the inside is that you're having this and you're having that urge to think through it, and you're, you're given a couple scenarios at that point in time, we can begin to understand what's happening, and you can be better prepared um, to brainstorm, do something about it. This piece of it, too, is also um, – well, another piece of it is I've actually had college students before that studying, um, in order for them to study, they need to be thinking about it. Well, they're very verbal. Not to talk is not to think. And I found it effective sometimes if they hire a tutor and they teach the tutor. Mostly you'd hire a tutor, right, to teach you what's going on. But in this scenario, if you're not talking is not thinking and you're teaching the tutor, then you're actually thinking. Also, you're getting nonverbal feedback from the tutor, like they know the material, Typically, and if they're looking kind of confused, you're getting a cue, like that's confusing. They don't have to say anything. Or if their eyes are like, yeah, like that makes some sense, then you know you're on the right track. So it accelerates that thinking process. Okay, we're going to go to break again. We're going to come back. We're going to continue on this topic for a little bit. Uh, our secret word tonight is voice. Again, our secret word tonight is voice. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world. Your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. 
Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Again, trying to do what I can to make um, verbal working memory kind of tangible, uh, how it plays out in executive functioning and ADD, and maybe it begin to help explain some of the behavior, why you do what you do. Um, I'm deviating a little bit here in as much as up to this point in time we've been ta- talking about talking out loud. Um, it's helpful for people to do that and think. It's also helpful for them to do that when they're with other people because um, you get feedback, um, as I kind of alluded to before. Um, one of the elephants in the room, again, this is my opinion, is that people with ADHD are more productive <clears throat> when they're with other people uh, because it helps them think. And I'm going to give you an example of that in a second. But there's a Dr. Thomas Brown quote that I love, and that is, as the need for independent work increases, ADHD productivity decreases. And see if I can articulate this. I was coaching a woman uh, who had a job, and when the pandemic hit, had to work from home. I was explaining to this individual that ambiguity is often the root of things that you procrastinate on. She was arguing with me a little bit because people don't look at it that way. Um, but needless to say is one day she texted me and she began to get it. She basically said that uh, she realized um, that there was a situation earlier that day where she had to do something required her to do something procedurally. And she had forgotten the procedure. And I believe the procedure was documented somewhere, but there's something we call tribal knowledge. And that is, it's just kind of everybody knows about it where you find the real answer to that. It's kind of hard to find, but needless to say, she acknowledged that, you know, in the normal work environment, she would lean over and actually ask a person next to her like what to do and sometimes she would actually answer her own question at be able right back to what you're doing and other times the person she would ask would know and within two seconds she'd be right back on task well in this particular scenario the communication was coming to me at the end of the day because apparently nothing happened because in the moment that she couldn't recall what was there and there was nobody to reach out to i think she texted somebody uh, to that's no longer a priority. Can't interrupt them, and who knows when you get back. She got up to get a cup of coffee, and never went back. Looked like a productivity issue or a motivation issue or whatever. Well, that's what it looks like. But at the end of the day, it seems what seems to me is that you know normally she would lean over and start talking to somebody that would help her think, and she'd answer the problem. And if not, the other person would give it to her. When the pandemic hit, there's a lot of people with ADHD that are home thinking in silence. And not to talk is not to think, and they just sit there, and they beat themselves up, saying it's a motivational problem, and I'm, I'm arguing like, you know, I think it's really more of a thinking problem, and we've got to, to, to talk out loud. 
these are invisible things that the world doesn't necessarily understand or think of, but they're very, very real. I had a lot of success with people about the time they started getting back, people doing Zoom calls or walking in person. It got, it got better. I'm also going to tell you another story that talking out loud helps with is it's a long story, but years ago I had a Toya Sequoia. It had like, I don't know, it's like 13 years old and eight seatbelts. At the time, it was really important because I had a carpool for my youngest son that required seven seatbelts, both athletic and school. At the time, my car had like, I don't know, 200 some odd thousand miles and the driver's seat was leather. I had been riding it for so long, it was tearing the pants, my pants regularly. So I like, hmm, so I went to Discount Auto Parts or one of those stores to get a seat cover on it. And I put it on, number one, it was unsightly. Number two, it kept coming undone and it wasn't really working. It was frustrating. So I went and I got a quote to reupholster the seats, $900 each. You need to probably do both the front seats at the same time, which is $1,800. The car was probably only worth $2,500. So I was having a problem. I had this issue that I was trying to think through by myself. And I kept coming up with torn pants, seat cover that's not working, or $1,800 reupholstered seats, which just really just wasn't an option. By the way, my son was 15, had his learner's permit, was going to be driving in a year. Didn't really want to get another big car and have to downsize. Anyway, one day I was complaining about it with somebody, and the friend jokingly said, well, too bad you can't get something like that at a garage sale. Huh. That was interesting to me. I was just talking out loud. Sometimes I talk out loud, and sometimes I get my own answer. Sometimes I talk out loud, but person gives me an answer. This situation, I was talking out loud. The person said, oh, it's too bad you can't get it at a garage sale. And all of a sudden, I had an association. That's a cued recall. Um, talked about that in other videos. Oh, what about a junkyard? Can you see the relationship between garage sale and junkyard, both used type stuff? But when I was talking out loud, it cued that, and all of a sudden – junkyard and I went to the internet and I googled it in my area and can you believe there was a junkyard with a website I was able to talk in type in the year of my Sequoia the fact that it had tan seats and they were $126 here's my point is that I, I was problem solving I was thinking through something and when I was interacting with other people talking out loud sometimes I talk out loud and I come up with my own problem but I need to talk out loud other times I need other people and so sometimes for people with ADHD, not to talk is not to think, and sometimes you need to do it. And sometimes you're doing it with somebody else. It helps you brainstorm. It helps you find solutions to problems that weren't there. And in our world where the pandemic is starting, I'm finding a lot of people with ADHD really, really struggling because they're not able to talk to other people and interact and solve problems like that. Um, and so the point of today was really to highlight um, the role that verbal working memory plays for people with ADHD, often that they talk a lot and they're actually thinking. Once you know that you talk a lot or that you're thinking out loud, you have to be discerning because if you have a partner or somebody you work with, you weave into talking to them and thinking out loud at the same time. You kind of come and go and sometimes you can't tell the difference where that one ends and the other starts. Um, but, but, but hopefully today you gain some self-awareness that potentially is kind of going at what's going on. It's why it's helping you. You can't necessarily just not talk. 
Um, but sometimes maybe you need to realize is that you're thinking out loud and you don't need to think out loud because it's really not going to get you anything. But other times you need to do it, you need to advocate yourself. It's like that time where you're sitting there thinking for a couple hours and like, I'm not getting anywhere. I need to get up and go find somebody to go talk to. Um, sometimes that takes a little bit of effort to do it, but the alternative of sitting there and doing nothing for a really long time is hard too. So these are invisible things or the problem under the problem that I'm seeing with the focus issues. So a lot of times, you know, you're not studying because you're not talking out loud, which means you're not thinking. So I hope this gives you a pause to think, um, to uh, ponder what's going on and be able to problem solve and understand why you do what you do, sometimes the way you do it and why other things aren't working. So with that, we're going to wrap our show up here. Our secret word tonight is voice. Hope you've learned something. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.